It'll be a difficult task for East Tennessee State here against the running Bulldogs as the entire defensive line for the running Bulldog consists consist, me, of seniors and most of that linebacking core as well are upperclassmen. So we'll see how this game goes this afternoon between these two schools. Well, Alex, we had talked about earlier today in uh, ESPN game day brought it up. Today's the 45th anniversary of that tragic Marshall crash. Yeah, Brendan, uh, and you talk about freshmen playing football, starting football, getting that scholarship, and being able to uh, play collegiate varsity-level football, and it was really because of that plane crash on November 14, 1970, that really kind of uh, led the NCAA to uh, allow freshman players to play because then the next season in 1971, uh, as we all know, Marshall University comes back. They have a young, what they called themselves, the Young Thundering Herd, and uh, come back and get a uh, home win in front of a huge home crowd in that 1971 season and uh, really kind of changed the face of college sports uh, and college football altogether. Well, Gardner-Webb will receive first, and we'll get this game started with the opening kickoff. Kickoff coming from left to right. It's going to be high end over end kick. Comes down at the 10-yard line. And Gardner-Webb's safety back there to return. Brings it back across the 20, down to the 25 and 30 uh, before being brought down and a late penalty flag comes in. So we will see what this penalty flag is. And that'll be a holding penalty on the running Bulldogs as their drive will start around the 19-yard line. And here comes Tyrell Maxwell, the sophomore quarterback for these running Bulldogs. He leads the team in rushing yards with the second on that list being Bobby Clark. And it's a huge difference between the two folks as Tyrell comes to the game with 810 yards on the ground. Clark only 161. And the first pass is incomplete by Maxwell looking for his running back. That was number 21, Kerry Bernard, who gets his third straight start of the season. And a very interesting thing with Gardner-Webb, they really haven't been able to find a true face at running back. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's kind of been running back by committee for, uh, for Gardner-Webb in years past. And now this year uh, trying to figure out which uh, running back you want to put in the backfield to start your game. And here we see uh, Tyrell Maxwell take the uh, option keeper and takes it around to the right side and picks up a first down for Gardner-Webb out to the 30-yard 30, uh, 30 line. We'll call it the 30. And Maxwell on the season, as we said, 108, or excuse me, 150 carries, 810 yards, three rushing touchdowns. All those touchdowns came in the upset win over Liberty here on October 10th. And that's a handoff to the left side to Bernard. And he'll move the chains. It's another first down for the running Bulldogs. And great way for Kerry Bernard to just power his way through. He got caught in the backfield, broke a tackle, and then uh, just powered his way up the field for a pickup of about 14 uh, to get Gardner-Webb to the 44-yard line. So first and 10 now for the running Bulldogs. Still not even a minute into this ball game and already threatening to get into 
uh, East Tennessee State Territory. And there's a run right up the middle. Some shake and bake moves. And that was Elijah Perry with the carry for Gardner-Webb. Uh, and like you said, shake and bake. He saw the defender in front of him, kind of juke to his right, juke back to his left. As some people would say, broke the defender's ankles and uh, got the uh, pickup of eight for Gardner-Webb. Two receivers to Maxwell's right. He takes the snap. Option read. Looks for Estes. Broken up on the near sideline. And that's uh, number five, Tony Welch, the safety for ETSU. And, uh, of course, a freshman safety, redshirt freshman safety comes in and uh, breaks that pass up. And, you know, it's kind of a difficult situation. You're driving from right to left and turning around like that, you're looking almost directly into the sun. So it might be safe to say that Estes lost that ball in the sun. And there's a pitch play out to Perry, and he gets brought down on third down. Shorts of the first. Yeah, it looks like this is going to be a fourth and one, fourth and inches situation. We do have injured player on the field, and it does look like it's Elijah Perry. And we will try to see. It looks like they're looking at his right ankle. Maybe got tripped up on the play. And Maybe let's rolled. See. They actually have the ability to watch the replay. And, yeah, it does look like he uh, just kind of rolled. He initially looked like he had lost his footing coming off of the uh, the handoff in the backfield. And now he does get up, walks gingerly off to the sideline. Uh, he favoring that right ankle a little bit, that right leg a little bit. So walking off under his own power doesn't look like this should take him out of the game. And hopefully we can see him get back uh, here, speedy recovery in a couple of snaps or so. And we definitely said it's a running back by committee here for the running Bulldogs, and a big part is Perry. So here we go. Gardner-Webb lines up. It's fourth and one at the 47-yard line. Maxwell with two backs in the backfield, one to each side. Takes the snap, handoff right up the middle. Blackman breaks a few tackles, and he's out towards the 40-yard line. That's a first down for the Bulldogs. Yeah, great job to just power your way through that offensive line. And uh, you're talking about it's all freshmen on that defensive line of East Tennessee State. And, you know, I hate to sound like a broken record today, but that's going to come up. You, you have... Like we mentioned pregame, you have a bunch of 21, 20, 22-year-olds uh, playing for Gardner-Webb that are just going to be able to overpower these 18, 19-year-old guys from East Tennessee State. As Maxwell rolls to his left and finds a wide-open receiver, that's number 85, Adonis Lee, who picks up eight or nine yards on that one, and Gardner-Webb marching deep into East Tennessee State University's territory. Yeah, it looks like it's a pickup of about eight and a half, and they will mark it as uh, second and two. And that's a handoff straight up the middle. Bobby Clark, I believe, is the ball carrier on that one. Excuse me, Kerry Bernard carries on that one, and he gets enough for the first down. Trips to Maxwell's right. Bernard joins him in the backfield. Handoff to Bernard on the right side. Goes forward for about four before being brought down. 
Trey Quillen, the linebacker, gets the stop for ETSU. And the dogs don't huddle. Estes, tight end towards the near side. Two receivers to the left side. Handoff, and it's a keeper. Excuse me, he's fooled me out. That's Maxwell, who trucks a guy at the 15-yard line. And that's enough to move the change yet again. That's a first down Gardner-Webb and Tyrell Maxwell here as I take a look at the uh, replay. Kept the uh, read option, and then he already has the first down, lowers his shoulder, and picks up even extra yardage to get Gardner-Webb down to the 14-yard line. So now deep inside Buccaneers territory for Gardner-Webb. Trips to the left. Maxwell in the pistol. Handoff to Bernard. And he breaks a tackle and rumbles and tumbles down inside the 10-yard line. He looks stuffed at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Kerry Bernard looked like he was just going to go down and accept defeat on that play, but uh, nonetheless kept his footing, got around to the outside, and picked up uh, yardage to keep the drive alive for Gardner-Webb here, second and five, uh, or keep the play alive, rather, second and five for the running Bulldogs at the nine. Uh, pistol set Estes offset in the backfield. Maxwell with the speed option out to Bernard, and he gets swallowed up in the backfield. Trey Quillen, who had a tackle earlier on the drive, gets his second tackle of the game, and that's a loss of one. And that's one of those situations where uh, the speed option, it kind of got blown up in the backfield to begin with. Uh, there were defenders on top of Tyrell Maxwell, and then there were defenders there ready to bring the running back down as well. And uh, Smart play by Tyrell to uh, toss it because you did pick up a yard uh, Maxwell was going down for about a three-yard loss, so smart play for him to get rid of the ball on the toss and uh, gain that yard back. And handoff to Bernard up the middle. Gains about two, and that'll bring out Paul Schumacher, who's four of seven on the season for the running Bulldogs. And I do want to mention uh, here on a fourth down situation, a goal upcoming, this will be a... 25-yard field goal, and I will let that snap down, kick is up, and it's no good. Hooked it just to the right, it looked like. We pulled it just to the right, so no good on the opening drive attempt for Gardner-Webb for the field goal, and uh, Gardner-Webb comes up scoreless, or comes up empty-handed. I uh, do want to mention other Big South games going on today. I uh, believe this game was an 11 a.m. kickoff or a 12 noon kickoff, actually, uh, between Presbyterian College and Monmouth. Both of those teams with struggling seasons this year, PC 1-8. and eight. We met them two weeks ago. Uh, and then Monmouth 3-6. and six. We have them here next week. But that game at Monmouth today, 10-7, early third quarter, Presbyterian leading Monmouth. And then a couple of 2 o'clock games this afternoon, uh, which will get kicked off here in just a few minutes. Charleston Southern hosts Liberty, and Coastal Carolina will host Kennesaw State in the uh, first ever matchup between uh, Coastal and Kennesaw State with Kennesaw State being a first year program and uh, Coastal Carolina we went down there last week it was a 46 to nothing loss to the uh, Shawnee Clears but you know you got to talk about a team that is going FBS after this season 
Uh, they'll be joining the Sun Belt Conference, which is the same conference as South Alabama, who we played earlier uh, opening weekend of the season. And uh, Coastal Carolina just a dominant force. You know, they've got the campus. They've got the, uh, the, the stadium to go to that next level, to go full Division I school. Uh, and ranked number eight in the nation last week in FCS when we played them. And uh, Gardner-Webb really just didn't stand a chance. Yeah, they move up to number four in the FCS poll this week, joining the Sun Belt, not next year, but the year after that. They'll be an independent next year, and we'll see how they do, and best of luck to them with the FBS next season. Drops back, throws down the middle of the field, underthrown by just a hair. And Hunter White had to step on him. Yeah, and uh, Austin Herring, he's a uh, 6'3", 206-pound redshirt freshman out of Cleveland, Tennessee. He is the starting quarterback for ETSU today. And uh, take a look offensively, Hunter Wyke, 6'2", 184, one of his receivers that he just threw to. Then Dalton Panchilia, 5'11", 183, redshirt sophomore. As we have a penalty, it's a 15-yard penalty. Uh, so a personal foul on ETSU. So that'll back them up all the way down to the now, or actually they're going to mark that off as a 10-yard penalty, not a 15. So back to the 10-yard line. But uh, receivers for Austin, uh, Austin Herring, uh, Demetrius Anthony, Dalton Panchilia, and Hunter Wyke. Uh, are his three receivers today. Hearing the southpaw hands it off on the sweep to the right side. He's tripped up and falls forward for a gain of two. That was Stinson, the redshirt freshman, leading this Buccaneers team in rushing yards coming into this one. Stinson, 96 carries, 495 yards and five touchdowns on the season. He's got an average of 4.9 yards a carry right there around five, and that's exactly what you want out of your back. Spread look, two receivers to each side. It's a QB draw, broken tackle, and he's out to the 25. He's still short of the first down, and that'll be a punt. And Gordon-Webb just sent two guys blitzing the quarterback that time and able to uh, kind of try for that shoestring tackle from behind and uh quarterback's just able to herring just able to uh pick his feet up a little bit higher regain his footing and pick up a little extra yardage picked up about uh i'd say about eight yards after the initial uh hit and so here we see the punt and this one's just a beauty comes down at the gardner webb 32 yard line and that's where the running bulldogs will take over after the fair catch is called and made for well, it's 0-0 here, 8.07 remaining in the first quarter, and we'll take a break. We'll see if the dogs can get rolling, get some points on the board. Keep it locked here on WGWG.org. Get social with the Big South. Join our always-growing network of...
actually accomplish reset. Are you ready? Get set. Go. And welcome back here to Spengler Stadium. As we said before the break, 8.07 remaining in the first quarter. Gardner-Webb with the football after marching down on a Paul Schumacher missed 25-yard field goal. They come up empty-handed, but the defense does their job and forces a three and out. That's a sweep to the near side. Brought down after a gain of three. That was Bernard. And yeah, Kerry Bernard just, uh, you know, I've always had the philosophy, you know, you gain three, four yards every time you run the ball. You're going to pick up a first down eventually. And and so that's kind of what you want from your running back. You you pick up four yards every every play, then uh, you're going to be able to get those first downs and continue moving in chains. And, you know, it's not all about going for the end zone every time. Throw over the middle, looking for Henderson, broken up. And Jacob Henderson just not able to hold on to the uh, the ball that time. The two ETSU defenders there just kind of sandwiched him in between them. Tried to hold on to the ball. It was right in the numbers and then uh, just uh, maybe had a little bit of popcorn before the game. Trips to the right side. One receiver to the near side. Bernard in the backfield with Maxwell out of the shotgun. ETSU brings the blitz, looks, fires to Donis Lee, and that's enough to move the chains out around the 46-47 yard line. That's a first down for the Bulldogs. Yeah, and here's a uh, here's something for you, Brendan. Uh, the first two drives, uh, or the, the first drive for either team, Gardner-Webb possessed the ball for five and a half minutes. ETSU only one minute and 20 seconds, so... Uh, talk about Gardner-Webb's defense being able to get ETSU's offense off the foot quickly and get their offense back out there for another chance at putting points on the board. Man in motion, play action, jet sweep, and Maxwell will keep it himself for a gain of six yards out across the 50-yard line. Tony Walsh made the stop for the Bucks. So now it's going to be a second and five for Gardner-Webb at their uh, or at the ETSU 46 yard line inside Buccaneers territory now for the second time today in as many offensive drives uh, offensive possessions for Gardner Webb man in motion yet again and Maxwell will keep yet again on the fake jet sweep he goes up the middle this time gain of four and he's close to that first down yard marker and we talked about beforehand Brendan the uh, Gardner-Webb rushing game, and Tyrell Maxwell came into the game carrying the ball, having 150 rushing attempts, and uh, we see him kind of keep up pace with that now uh, as he has now four carries for 34 yards after that one. Handoff up the middle, breaks a few tackles, gets into the second level of the defense, and the lineman still pushing. Will Milliken leading that offensive line. 
pushing is helping push that running back out towards the 35-yard line. That's a first down. And, of course, when you talk about uh, quarterbacks going back to Tyrell Maxwell being the leading rusher for the team, you talk about quarterbacks rushing. Uh, it's not always a quarterback draw or something like that. You know, sometimes they get in trouble and just have to uh, run the ball because they don't have an open receiver. And so we've seen that a lot this season as well from Tyrell Maxwell as we get a handoff here. Uh, for no gain, maybe a pickup of two for Gardner-Webb. And it's going to be even more difficult for Maxwell. Uh, Tyler Helms and I talked about it the last time we were out here at home. And with all the injuries to the receiving core for Maxwell so far, they already have a young, excuse me, a young receiving core. And you lose some of those key names in Kyle Horton, your slot receiver. Yeah, your starting receivers today, the three starting receivers, uh, two freshmen and a redshirt sophomore for Gardner-Webb. And here... A trick play looking deep down the field, overthrows his target, but good coverage downfield by Keanu James. And that was just uh, kind of going to page four of your offensive playbook, you know, trying to get past the usual stuff you see every single game, the runs up the middle, the, around the side, the screen passes, stuff like that, and just trying to figure out, you know, the first quarter of a football game is one of those type situations where you're trying to play the other team uh, and trying to fill the other team out and figure out uh, where you can get past their defense. And here we see a quick curl screen route on the right side which is going to go for extra yardage and looks like it's close to a first down, and we'll see if they give it to him. Yeah, quick screen to Adonis Lee on that play. Estes, along with the entire right side of the line, go out and block on that screen across the middle, and they do mark it enough for a first down. So the dog's still in business. Trips to the left, including Adonis Lee. Snap. Handoff, Bobby Clark gets swallowed up at the line of scrimmage. He may fall forward for a yard, but that's the first time I've seen Bobby Clark so far today. And uh, Bobby Clark, you know, that's a situation. Your offensive line, they've been on the field a lot. They've been having to hold off the uh, ETSU defense uh, now for well over eight minutes of gameplay, and so... The offensive line gets a little tired. You try and rest him a little bit. Bobby Clark not able to get through and get that uh, extra yardage that he would like. Throw to Estes in the flats. He breaks two tackles, can't break a third. It's a gain of five. And good effort there from the all-big south tight end. Yeah, Estes was uh, going down the field. He got about two yards with two ETSU defenders just kind of bear-hugging his legs, and uh, that third defender came in, just leveled him straight to the turf, and Gardner-Webb now a third and five from the 23. And Maxwell keeps it himself, breaks a few tackles, spinorama move down to the 11. That's a first down for the Bulldogs. That looks like a situation that uh, was supposed to be a handoff to your running back, and uh, the, the handoff kind of went wrong because you saw both of them, uh, Maxwell's hands kind of in the uh, running back's uh, stomach, uh, in his gut there for about three or four yards, and 
Looks like the handoff went wrong. Maxwell regained control of the ball and took it for the uh, first down. Bernard up the middle, spins, can't pick up much. He's down maybe towards the 10-yard line. Yeah, so a pickup of about one for Gardner-Webb, if that, and uh, brings up a second. They score it as a second, or will rule it down as a second and nine now from the 10. So you can get a first down without getting the touchdown, but it's so much nicer when you get the touchdown. Second time the dog's been in the red zone. 0 for 1 on the first attempt. Can they get some points on the board in this one? Maxwell rolls, throws to Estes towards the end zone. He dives for the pylon. The Markham out of bounds right I think near that first down marker. Yeah, I think they actually mark him out of bounds at the three. Maybe uh, his foot stepped out of bounds and try and see on the replay that we have here. And it's tough to tell, but, uh, you know, we're not down there on the field. We don't know uh, what the referees see. And uh, they said that he marked, uh, stepped out at the three, so it's uh, third and one now for Gardner-Webb. And a pitch play to Blackman. Leaps over a couple defenders. Boom, babies in the end zone. Dogs touchdown. A touchdown, and great job by Blackman to see the defender coming low for him. Blackman just... I mean, you'd think he was going in for a slam dunk competition or something. Just elevates himself and then just goes in, arms and legs swinging into the end zone for the touchdown. And uh, Gardner-Webb strikes first and 6-0 now with 151 to play in the first quarter. And Schumacher on for the extra point. It's up. And it's good. 7-0 for the running Bulldogs after an impressive drive. That was a 15-play, 68-yard drive that took 6-16 off the clock. And Maxwell with five carries, 45 yards on the day, but the big one was that carry by Blackman for the touchdown. It was a two-yard carry from Blackman who goes airborne into the end zone. 7-0 Dogs. Yeah, just some quick first quarter stats right now with a minute 50 left. Gardner-Webb 140 yards total offense. ETSU with only 15. Uh, the running Bulldogs, 98 of those on the ground, 42 through the air. All 15 of ETSUs come on the ground, Brendan. Uh, Gardner-Webb, one penalty for 11 yards. And we talk about Gardner-Webb is a very disciplined team. We very rarely see more than, you know, three or four penalties called on Gardner-Webb through, uh, throughout a game. And last week was the exception to that with seven penalties called on Gardner-Webb last week at Coastal Carolina. And, uh, so this week, Gardner-Webb, obviously in practice throughout the week, head coach Carol McRae, uh, you know, he's told his players, if you have a penalty that's a pointless, a senseless penalty, uh, I'm going to bench you. You know, I've, I've got plenty of other guys that can come in and uh, take the reins of, uh, of that spot. And so uh, you, you talk about a uh, Gardner-Webb football team that – since head coach, uh, since Carol McRae has become the head coach now, uh, has been very well disciplined. And brought down at the 20-yard line on that kickoff return. That was number five, Trey Lucas. And ETSU will get started at the 20-yard line. 
So Gardner-Webb has run 29 offensive plays to get to that 140-yard uh, point. Three total offensive plays run by ETSU. Remember their first drive was a three and out and uh, 15 total yards. And you ask, well, how do you have 15 total yards if you have three plays and it was a three and out? Uh, here as we have the handoff straight up the middle and Gardner-Webb's defense there to bring ETSU's running back down a gain of two. But uh, you got to remember ETSU had the penalty prior to their first snap, which uh, backed them up 10 yards. So you can still pick up 15 yards, but if you start with uh, 20 yards to gain for the first down, you're not going to get that uh, first down. Yeah, and interesting, it was a call after the incompletion down the middle of the field, and we really didn't get much of a indication of what it was outside of it was a personal foul penalty on ETSU. Play action, jet sweep, looking deep downfield. Catch is made and took a hit on the sideline. That's a first down for ETSU. And that's going to be the first pass completion today by Austin Herring. And, uh, of course, he's only thrown two passes. That one goes for uh, extra yardage for uh Austin Herrick and 14 yards to the 37. And so now ETSU is going to try to get their uh, offense rolling here a little bit. Down 7-0 late in this, four, uh, in this first quarter with 40 seconds to play. Malik Stiles makes that catch for 14 on the sideline. Another play action. Looking, throws, gets hit, and holds on to the ball. That's another first down. And that's going to be Hunter Wyke that gets the uh, reception for ETSU now as we go under 30 seconds to play first quarter and the Buccaneers now two back-to-back -back first downs on big passes by Austin Herring and uh, we see him go shotgun again with a five receiver set Brendan he takes the snap rolls looks steps up breaks a tackle breaks two tackles and he's brought down after he falls forward for about three yards. A very athletic play from the East Tennessee State quarterback. And we're at the end of the first quarter and we'll take a break. Seven, nothing in favor of the dogs after Blackman goes airborne. Keep it locked here on WGWG.org. The Big South Conference and Gardner-Webb University. in just the first quarter. We'll come back and run down stats real quick. Like, I mean, just simple stats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then we'll go back into it. Back here at Spangler Stadium, Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Gardner-Webb up 7-0 after 15 minutes, and they've really dominated this game in terms of offensive possession. Yeah, we were talking about before the break, 140 total offensive yards for Gardner-Webb. You keep that up, you're looking at 600-plus yards this, uh, this game for Gardner-Webb, and that's just 
the first quarter of that 140 yards. 46 total yards for ETSU, uh, 21 on the ground, 25 through the air. So those two big passes to get the back-to-back first downs for the Buccaneers really have brought them back into uh, into this game. And you're only down 7 nothing at the end of one. You've got the ball now. Uh, second and seven at the Gardner-Webb 49. So you're inside Bulldog territory for the first time today, Brendan. And you got to figure out where to get that offense to start clicking if you want to get a good win or even good field position against this Gardner-Webb team. Absolutely. And out of the shotgun, play action. Batted in the air. And somehow it's brought down by an ETSU receiver. And that's just uh, one of those situations where you've got two guys going for it at once. It gets tipped into the air. Gardner-Webb's defender can't come around and find the ball in the air. And, you know, you had three red shirts around it. They just none of them could look up in the air and find the ball. And uh, ETSU just kind of got lucky there and pulled the uh, – for the miraculous reception uh, for the pickup. And now we see the handoff uh, goes right side in between the hashes and the numbers and picks up a first down. Another first down, the third one of this drive for the Buccaneers. And a really lucky reception, as you said, with the batted ball in the air. Three Gardner-Webb defenders around that ball just got batted up and right in the arms of the junior receiver, Chad Pritchard. And so there's a little bit of age on the uh, ESU team, but uh, you talk about you you take a look at the roster for ETSU, just the numerical roster for the Buccaneers here as we see the uh, a sweep run go left side and picks up good yardage, comes across down to the 20, the 15, and taken out of bounds. They actually mark him out of bounds at the 15. So first and now 10 inside the red zone for the Buccaneers as that was number, or rather that was Austin Herring keeping the ball himself, not a handoff. So the quarterback takes it himself and picks up the first down for ETSU. Two receiver to the right, pistol set for the Bucks at the 15-yard line, their first time in the red zone play action and brought down in the backfield. Angel Guzman on the stop. Had a big pick six in the first game of the season against South Alabama. Gave Gardner-Webb the lead in that one. Comes up with a big stop in the red zone. Offset tight end to the near side. Snap, play action, looks, fires in the end zone, right over the f- diving fingertips of the receiver. Yeah, that was uh, Dylan Dockery, the tight end for uh, uh, the Buccaneers out of Newport, Tennessee. And Dockery had had the edge on the Gardner-Webb's defense and uh, with two red shirts around him, still had plenty of room in front of him to uh, try to make that catch. But the pass by, him, uh, by Herring, just overthrown ever so slightly and uh, goes out of bounds. So no uh, no touchdown for 
the Buccaneers as they had hoped to try to tie this thing up. And third and nine now for ETSU. Snap taken. It's a screen of the running back. And he's swallowed up in the backfield. That's Jabray Reagan who comes up big in the backfield to bring up fourth down. And they send the field goal unit out. Yeah, that's Jawan Stinson that uh, picks up the or has the screen catch for uh, for East Tennessee State. And uh, Stinson, kind of the ball was uh, kind of thrown behind him a little bit. He had to do a 360 in the uh, in the wide open field. Here's the field goal is up and good. So East Tennessee State hits the field goal. They get on the board for the first time today with 12.08 to play second quarter and it's 7-3 but Jawan Stinson just kind of had to do a 360 in wide open field and really was kind of defenseless out there with that Gardner Webb defense coming after him. And that was J.J. German who gets the field goal for the Bucks. It brings him to 8 of 12 on the season. So that scoring drive for East Tennessee State, an 11-play, 63-yard drive, takes 4.38 off the clock, and uh, with 12.08 to play second quarter, they hit the 34-yarder by J.J. German, 7-3, Gardner-Webb leading, and uh, want to take a look at the college football scoreboard. Across the nation, just some quick scores, Pittsburgh leading Duke, 16-3, third quarter, uh, Auburn leads Georgia, 10 to 3 that early third quarter big game down in Columbia South Carolina today South Carolina trying to figure out the state of their uh, football program uh, after the old ball coach Steve Spurrier retires early, uh, midway through the season and number 11 Florida coming into Columbia today and 17-0 lead over South Carolina uh, as we speak that midway through the third quarter Tennessee a 17-0 lead on North Texas third quarter Tulane, a 28-21 lead at Army. West Virginia, 21-17 lead over Texas. Ohio State, a 14-3 lead over Illinois. That is at the half. And the big one that's kind of a little surprising to both of us, we discussed it pregame, early third quarter, Kansas, winless on the season, is at TCU, who's number 15, 8-1 overall, and they are tied at 10 apiece. And we've seen it on ESPN multiple times, the talk that TCU could come in and possibly go from 15 up to 4 and get that last spot in the college football playoff. Their schedule is favorable, not if they drop that one to a winless Kansas squad. As the kickoff goes back to about the 12, and it's muffed by Blackman, who picks it up off the ground, gets a few blocks in front of him, and steps out of bounds at the 26-yard line. And that's where Maxwell will lead his boys out for yet another drive. And what a successful drive the last time the Dogs had the ball. Yeah, it was a uh, long drive, which kept the defense on the sideline, which we haven't seen much of from Gardner-Webb this season. You know, uh, we've seen a lot of drives just kind of stall out after about two and a half minutes, uh, three minutes of uh, drive time for the Gardner-Webb offense. And the defense uh, doesn't really get adequate adequate rest on the sideline. And, uh, that six-and-a-half-minute drive really rested that defense a little bit. And uh, now we see the offense come back on the field after the ETSU drive. Uh, that gets them to the field goal, and Gardner-Webb going to try to respond and get another touchdown. Maxwell goes play action, looking deep, throws off his back foot. That was dangerous, looking for Adonis Lee. But that play action was looking for a shot downfield, and no one could get open on that left side. 
Yeah, Maxwell was just in trouble from the start of that play, Brendan. He, uh, the ball was snapped, and there were two blitzers coming off the, uh, coming off either side of the defensive line, and just got around those uh, offensive linemen and uh, able to get in the backfield to kind of mess Tyrell Maxwell's pass up. And Bernard gets the carry on the right side of the hashes. Excuse me, Bobby Clark with the carry. And four or five picked up by the senior running back. Third and medium for the dogs. They'll mark it as a third and six. Two receivers to the near side, one of the far SDs offset in the backfield. Bernard and Maxwell. Maxwell looks, steps up and throws over the head of his intended target. That was Trey Bryce, the intended target, and it'll be fourth down, and they'll bring Komornik out to punt. Yeah, that would just seemed like it sailed on Maxwell a little bit. He uh, He's unable to keep that ball in bounds. Even if it was caught, uh, it, his receiver would have come down out of bounds, not been able to make a successful inbound catch. And uh, that's one of those situations where you're throwing towards the sideline. You've got to have a receiver that's aware of where the sideline is, but also you've got to make sure that ball comes down inbounds uh, before you can think about making the catch on that. Komornik punts. And that one's going to bounce and have some backspin on it. And it'll be downed at the 34. No chance to return for ETSU on the short punt. And last time we were here at Spangler Stadium, we saw some issues with that with Komornik against Charleston Southern. We actually saw both punters in that game as Komornik got benched after three unsuccessful punts. Yeah, we were told, uh, you know, I went down to Presbyterian uh, and uh, was at the Presbyterian game, and we were told prior to that game that we would probably see time from both punters, uh, depending on how uh, Cormonic did. Uh, and Cormonic really just came out and had a an excellent game at Presbyterian. Uh, and then so he kind of got that number one starting punter position uh, back for him. Then last week at Coastal Carolina, it struggled a little bit uh, at Coastal. And, uh, you know, Coastal Carolina is just one of those places that it's kind of difficult to play anyway. Uh, and it's a, it's a big environment. Uh, they've got the uh, teal turf, which was kind of throwing things off from the uh, broadcaster's perspective last week. Uh, you know, it kind of the sun uh, for once in two weeks. This, we saw the sun when we went down to Conway, South Carolina, and uh, the sun was kind of bouncing off the teal turf. And uh, that's just kind of one of those weird places to play. And Cormonic struggled last week. And now we see this week trying to find a rhythm again for Andrew Cormonic and see if he can keep that starting punter position uh, here for Gardner-Webb. Komornik, the junior transfer from South Carolina. As ETSU will start their drive right at the 32-yard line. Trips to the left side for the Bucks. Three down linemen for the Dogs. It's a delayed counter play, and it's eaten up in the backfield. Tanner Birch comes in and cleans it up for a loss of four yards on the play. 
Yeah, and Tanner Birch able to get in the backfield, and he was one of those forces on defense that we really missed last season. Uh, went out in the first game of last season with an injury, and then we got him back this season, and we said, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun to watch Tanner Birch try and get in that backfield and uh, blow some plays up, and he's done just that this season, and we saw it again just there. And flushed out of the pockets is the ETSU quarterback, Austin Herrick. And it's going to be a hold on the offense after he got out of bounds after a gain of about one yard. And Coach McCray will accept that penalty. And it'll be second down yet again. Austin Herring did a good job of escaping the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield to the southpaw quarterback and couldn't find him to be open and took the loss and lived to fight another day. Second very long for the Buccaneers handoff up the middle and he's brought down by a swarm of running Bulldogs. Yeah, that was second and 23. You're talking about just uh, about a quarter of the field that you have to go just to get that first down. And uh, for ETSU, that's not what you want to be. Uh, that's not a situation you want to be put in uh, against this Gardner-Webb defense. And, uh, you know, Randall McCray, the uh, defensive coordinator for Gardner-Webb, he's Hard to miss on the uh, Gardner-Webb sideline, always wearing his bright orange shirt. That way the defense can look back over and uh, see him and, and get the play call in. But he has done a remarkable job at the, getting this Gardner-Webb defense ready week in and week out against tough opponents. And brought down for the sack, O.J. Mao, the preseason All-American, with his second sack of the season. And that'll bring out the punting unit for the Bucks. Yeah, O.J. Mao just able to get in there, uh, exploit the uh, the East Tennessee State uh, offensive line and uh, be able to get back there and bring down Henrik for the uh, sack. Back to return for the running Bulldogs is number 80, the receiver, filling in for Kyle Horton. And Henderson makes a few moves. He's out to the 40. The 30's got one guy to beat. And gets brought down at the 25, but there is some laundry on the field. Yeah, unfortunately, this looks like it's going to be on Gardner-Webb and uh, be coming back unless uh, there's something, something else that the referee saw that I did not. But uh, a great return by Jacob Henderson. So, yeah, that's uh, going to be holding... Uh, on Jordan Jones, the uh, redshirt junior tight end uh, for Gardner-Webb. So that will negate the uh, the run back by Jacob Henderson, brings Gardner-Webb back all the way to the 30-yard line because it's a 10-yard penalty from where the ball uh, came down and was received. So back to the 30. Uh, you're talking about flipping the field here. That uh, punt return got us all the way back down 
inside the ETSU 30 down to the 25-yard line. So now we have to come all the way downfield uh, and back to the 30 on the left side, the north end of the field uh, towards Lake Hollifield. Handoff up the middle for Bernard. Rumbles his way for a gain of four. And as you said, what a change of field because of that penalty. Jacob Henderson doing a great job of eluding a few tackles and following his blockers downfield, and that gets negated. Henderson filling in for the injured Kyle Horton, who usually has the kick and punt return duties along with the starting slot receiver job. As that one goes for a gain of three, another handoff to Bernard. They bring up third and four for the dogs. So third and four for Gordon Webb. Under eight minutes to play second quarter. Maxwell takes the snap. Pressure coming from behind. And now he's just going to be brought down back behind the original line of scrimmage for Gardner Webb to the 29 yard line and actually brought down at the 26 rather, Brendan. And that's going to bring up a fourth and greater than the chains of 14 uh, for Gardner Webb. And Kamornik out once more. We saw what that play was trying to do and develop. It was a rollout to the left for Maxwell. He had a receiver, I believe it was Adonis Lee, run a hitch route, and he was covered pretty well. Estes running deep downfield, can't find anybody open, tries to keep that play alive for as long as he can. He can't. He has a fair catch is called around the 26-yard line, and that's where ETSU will start their drive. But before, we'll take a break. 7-0-1 left in the first half, 7-3 in favor of the Dogs. Keep it locked right here on WGWG.org. One of the keys to a football team leaving the field victorious. Is he really saying elementary? Okay. Dr. Tubbs. I was just making sure I heard that right. And back here at Spangler Stadium, 7-3 your score. Uh, we haven't had a score in a little bit of time as the Dogs' last drive stalls. Maxwell takes a sack on third down, and ETSU now starts from inside their own 30-yard line. And, yeah, that was a uh, going out to that break. That was a great punt by Andrew Kormonik to uh, – you know, we had talked about it earlier how he had struggled this season in the past three games, but that a 45-yard punt uh, to pin ETSU down at their own 28-yard line uh, here as they get underway. And a screen play out to the near side. That was number 10 on the reception, Demarius Anthony. He also took a jet sweep down to the 15-yard line, resulting in ETSU's 
only score of the game on the field goal. But ETSU now with a second six opportunity. It's a counter play and it's broken up in the backfield. Lucas and Guzman combined for the tackle and a gain of nothing for the Bucks. It'll bring up third down. Yeah, so third and now eight from the 31-yard uh, line for ETSU. And uh, we haven't seen a lot. You know, we came into this game thinking ETSU uh, uh, might take a, a few sacks here and there, and uh, which they have. But uh, we haven't seen ETSU have to go third down and longer than the chains. They've always been able to get that third down right back inside uh, for either 10 yards or less. And the pass completed to the far side, but nowhere close enough to move the change. Trey Lucas in on another tackle, and the punting unit will come out for ETSU. Marion Watson, the freshman punter for ETSU. Jacob Henderson back to return, and Henderson had a great return negated by a penalty not too long ago. See if Henderson can work some more magic. Here, high snap brought down, and a glorious punt down inside the 15. Henderson will make a move, make a few guys miss, but he'll end up being brought down right at the 12-yard line. Yeah, Brendan, that was a high spiraling, had a nice tight spiral on it, uh, punt that uh, came down, had a lot of hang time on it, let ETSU's uh, blockers or ETSU's defenders get downfield and uh, able to bring Jacob Henderson down and uh, for really no return maybe had a yard or two return on it but uh, Gardner-Webb set up, sets up now first and 10 at their own 11 so a long field in front of them five minutes 16 seconds to play first half and a 7-3 lead for Gardner-Webb and to give you an example of how nice that hang time on that punt was the person first person to Henderson who received was the long snapper not any of the gunners as a read option to Maxwell goes out across the 13 down to the 14 yard line but can't say enough about that punt by Marion Watson Gardner-Webb, as you said, trying to march down the field. A little over five minutes left here in the first half. We'll see if Maxwell can get anything going after that run for four. Handoff to Bernard up the middle, and he just sneaks through, gives a stiff arm at the 20, and falls forward to the 24, the first down for the Dogs. Yeah, great job for Gardner-Webb to be able to uh, pick up that first down and keep the... Uh, Keep the drive alive with a first and 10 now at their 23-yard line. So moving downfield uh, with under four and a half to play and uh, before halftime here and try and get on the board here as you will have to kick away to start the second half. Maxwell falls forward for a gain of one. That outside linebacker blitz threw him off on that draw play. So we talk about the uh, series between ETSU and Gardner-Webb. ETSU hasn't had a football program since the 2003 season 
or rather the 2002 season. And that 2002 season was the last season uh, that Gardner Webb and uh, or Gardner Webb played ETSU. Here as we see a quick pass right side, and Adonis Lee takes it past the 50, the 40, the 35, and knocked out of bounds at the 30-yard line. A screen play taken a long way by Adonis Lee, and a first down for the Dogs. And Adonis Lee just had great blocks in front of him uh, to pick up the first down, and really had no one near him, no one within a five-yard radius of him until he got down to about the 35 and then was just run out of bounds at the 30. Trips to the left side, Maxwell and Bobby Clark in the backfield. Fake handoff to Bobby Clark and a wide open receiver just does not turn his head in time. And, and some was, miscommunication. That was the tight end, Jordan Jones, that was just unable to get his head turned around in time. And uh, we see the ball fall, thankfully, uh, to the turf, and that was not picked off because it really was just kind of wide open thrown out there in between two ETSU defenders. But uh, nonetheless, wide open Jordan Jones, the uh, redshirt uh, junior tight end, just unable to get his head turned around in time to get that ball. Handoff to Bernard, squeaks through the offensive line. He's brought down after a gain of five. Third and five inside the 30 for the Dogs. Third down and six. 3.15 and counting left in the half. Be big for the dogs. Get on the scoreboard one more time. As you said, ETSU gets the ball to start the second half. So here we go. Under three to play. First, or second quarter, rather. Uh, third and six for Maxwell and the dogs. Pitch play to Clark on the left side. He makes a couple guys miss. He's out across the 20-yard line. First down for the Dogs, and then the red zone for the third time today. Yeah, great pitch play. Tyrell Maxwell just kind of stands in there until the last second. He knows he's going to get hit and dumps it off. And uh, great pickup for the first down for Gardner Webb to keep this drive moving. And uh, now two and a half to play inside the red zone, like you said, for the third time. Clark with the handoff up the middle. Makes a couple guys miss, moving to his right. He's at the 10, makes a move to the 5, spins down, and he'll be marked down right at the 5. Started up the middle, bounced to the right side, bounced off a few wimpy tacklers, and he's inside the 10, and it's first and goal for the Dogs. Yeah, that's one of those plays where, you know, you have to see it to believe it just happened because the way he did it, he started off straight up the field, then just kind of goes parallel with the 10-yard line, then cuts back upfield, bounces off of a defender, breaks another tackle, spins around into what would be the final uh, defender to bring him down. But uh, that's just one of those situations where you'd have to see it to believe it happened the way it happened. Maxwell rolls out. He'll take it himself. Walks in the end zone untouched. Boom, baby, another touchdown for the Dogs. Yeah, great job by Tyrell Maxwell. He... Uh, Showed pass first. It kind of drew the defenders back a little bit. Like, hey, he's going to throw. Let's back up, cover our receivers. Wide open hole into the end zone. Tyrell Maxwell takes it himself uh, for the uh, five-yard run. Five-yard touchdown run for Maxwell. His fourth of the season. His first since the upset win here against, at the time, number 20, Liberty. As Schumacher is on for the extra points. And it's up, and he got it. It's 14-3 here at Spangler Stadium with a little under two minutes remaining in the first half. We'll take a break. 
Keep it locked right here on WGWG.org. BigSouthSports.com is the source for all comp. Back here at Spangler Stadium, Tyrell Maxwell punches it in from five yards out on a ball that he decided to keep himself untouched in the end zone. 14-3 in favor of the Dogs over the East Tennessee State University Buccaneers. Yeah, 154 a, remaining. Sorry, that's half. a nine-play, 89-yard drive. Took three and a half off the clock for uh, Gardner-Webb and uh, leaves just under two to play for ETSU, as you mentioned. Returned from the nine, he finds a wall of Gardner-Webb players, and he'll be brought down at the 23. Impressive drive by the running Bulldogs. It seems like each drive for this team, it's either a long drive for 85-plus and a touchdown, or it's a quick three and out. Let's hope we see more of these long drives for touchdowns. Well, two-minute offense now for the Bucks of East Tennessee State. Snap taken. Wide receiver screen. And he breaks a tackle and gets eaten up on the second and third efforts. No gain on that one. Clock ticking down now. 90 ticks of the clock to play first half. And a 14-3 lead for Gardner-Webb. Second and 10 for the Buccaneers here. Uh, at their own 22-yard line, and ETSU looks like they may just uh, kind of play it safe, keep these little little short passes and, and run plays here, take it to the half and try to regroup uh, their thoughts and come back second half. And Gardner-Webb has different plans. They take a timeout to stop the clock. Maybe McCre Coach McCray is thinking, let's get the ball back for Maxwell one more time and try to put some more points on the board. Yeah, and I uh, just want to mention, I just saw online here, uh, Army uh, in their game today, of course, with all the tragedies that happened in Paris yesterday, last night, uh, with the terrorist attacks. Army uh, pays tribute to Paris and to the uh, Frenchmen uh, by not only having uh, a moment of silence pre-game uh, in honor of that, or in... Uh, tribute of uh, the Frenchman, but also carrying the French flag out of the tunnel in front of the uh, um, the team and alongside the American flag. And of course, uh, France has always been America's oldest ally, uh, has always been there side, uh, side by side with America and uh, up in arms with America. And uh, just a great tribute by Army today as they uh, come out of the tunnel ready for their football game. Uh, this afternoon. And a quick screen, the same play we saw just a few moments ago. Goes for a gain of three this time. It'll bring up third down, and the Dogs use another timeout. 
And it looks like Coach McCray is hoping to get the ball back. There should be no timeout taken. The runner goes out of bounds on the play. So it looks like McCray is going to try to get the ball back into his sophomore quarterback's hands. Yeah, and uh, Gardner Webb, you're sitting at three and six on the season. You're not really where you wanted to be at this point in the year. Uh, McCray had come into the season with a hopefully maybe a five and five or, or five and four record by this point, maybe six and three. And so you're sitting at three and six. You you want to score points when you have the chance. And handoff up the middle goes for maybe three yards, but not enough for the first down. Coach McCray uses a timeout, and the Dogs will get the ball back with a timeout to play with. 59 seconds remaining here in the first half. Yeah, so it'll be a fourth and three situation for the Buccaneers here at their own 29-yard line. Unable to get anything going on this drive. And uh, ETSU first quarter had 15 yards, 15 total yards of offense. And so here in the second quarter, they are up to 91. So really been able to uh, move the ball uh, well in this second quarter against the Gordon Reb defense here as we see the punt team come on the field uh, and the single safety back to return for Gardner-Webb and Jacob Henderson. They bring players to it, almost blocked, but it is blown dead. An offside would be enough for a first down. It's a false start on East Tennessee State. So 55 seconds on the clock. Henderson is at the 40 waiting for the return. And ETSU will punt from inside the 20 yard line. Their punter standing at the 10. Henderson backs up to around the 35. And here it is. And they'll set up for a return instead of going after this one. It's a short punt this time. And it takes a Gardner-Webb roll out towards the 50-yard line. And with 51 seconds and a timeout, it looks like Maxwell might have an opportunity to put Schumacher in good position to make this 17-3 or maybe even score and make a 21-3 going into the half. Yeah, so Gardner-Webb will set up only with that 50-yard uh, great job by Gardner Webb to not be able to or, or to not go after the ball as they saw it was taking the Gardner Webb roll back towards uh, ETSU territory so Gardner Webb with now only 50 yards in front of them 51 seconds they do have that one timeout, plenty of time in college football to be able to get a touchdown here Maxwell steps looks finds a guy wide open he's at the 20 and he's brought down inside the 10 yard line that's number 86 for the running Bulldogs, Victor, Victor Harris. Harris. That's a 6'4", uh, 201-pound freshman, Victor Harris, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. So great job by uh, Victor Harris to just break defenders, uh, find the wide-open hole across the middle as Maxwell takes the snap here. He throws it towards the end zone, looking for Victor Harris yet again. It will go through the back of the end zone. 37 seconds and the ball's at the seven yard line first and goal a great first play call and a wonderful job to get open by Victor Harris and Maxwell finds him wide open and he takes it 
down inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, it goes for 43 yards and took uh, five seconds off the clock. I mean, very good job by uh, Victor Harris and Tyrell Maxwell to have the communication. Harris gets wide open middle of the field and then uh, picks up the big game for Gordon Webb. Maxwell looks, finds a dog. Excuse me, Mike Estes, and he falls in the end zone. Boom, baby, another touchdown for the running Bulldogs. And just like that, it's 20-3 to pending the extra points. And Estes with his fifth touchdown reception of the season. And I was expecting the cannon blast there, but I don't think we have the cannon blast anymore. But that is a great job. Mike Estes on the rollout right side gets the uh, catch and then just has wide open field in front of him. One defender there that he just has to get by. He does it with ease. And the touchdown for Gardner-Webb. And kick is up and good. So extra point for Gardner-Webb. 21-3 as the running Bulldogs have this one in hand right now with 32 seconds to play before the half, Brendan. Well, 21-3, a great job, as we said. Victor Harris getting open. Maxwell finding him for a gain of 40-plus yards inside the 10-yard line. A nice throw to the flats but two Estes who just takes on the defender one-on-one -on -one, falls in the end zone for a touchdown but I'm a little upset about the cannon yeah I've, I was really expecting and I don't know if it's because the band is lined up down here but there's not even a we don't even have the cannon out in the uh, north end zone uh, anymore like we did on the first two touchdowns for Gardner Webb so I don't know if maybe uh, they've used all the artillery they had for the day or uh, if they just uh, have packed up and gone home well, what's one of my boom babies without a boom from the cannon, right? <laughs> well, I was gonna—I I was expecting it. I was uh, going to wait for you to, you know, synchronize your boom baby with the boom from the cannon, and uh, just didn't get it this time. And uh, you know, what's a Gardner Webb score without a boom from the cannon? That's been synonymous with Gardner Webb scoring for uh, since well before both of us have been here, and uh, I've been working with Gordon Webb for six years now. So uh, it's, it was here six years ago and should still be here now. And a nice gang tackle at the 20-yard line. 25 seconds left on the clock. 21-3 in favor of the running Bulldogs. And so far, so good. Let's talk about these total yards for the running Bulldogs, something we haven't seen a whole lot of this year. Yeah, Gordon Webb, 279 total yards, and they uh, – you know, they had 140 after the end of the first, and so they were looking at 280 by halftime, and they are well on pace for that. 25 seconds to play uh, first half. They've got 279. You know, we'll round up to 280. Uh, and 144 of that on the ground, the other 135 through the air. So very evenly set up here for Gardner-Webb here as ETSU takes the uh, run straight up the middle, and that should be barring a timeout should be the final snap before halftime and it looks like it will be 21 to 3 your halftime score in favor of the dogs maxwell has a passing touchdown a rushing touchdown and blackman goes airborne for the first score of the game for your running bulldogs